You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. God is not unjust is the title of this devotion. Have you ever, ever felt, Lord, this is, so, this is not fair. Have you ever felt that? Sure, I'm sure you've had moments when you kind of think, oh, come on, Father, don't let my heart ever test you, tempt you by questioning your providence and your goodness. Don't ever let me be in a place where I judge you. No, Father, no, Father, no, Father. I am the clay, you are the potter. I believe, Father, that you are good and that your mercies endure forever. I believe, Father, you are good. I believe, I know what I believe. You see, it is so important in times of testing and trial in this life that you know what you believe and that your heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. Here in Isaiah chapter 40, the Lord is having to deal with His children that are starting to wane in their trust. They're starting to give in to the devil's deception that God is not just. And the devil is cruel because he brings his own doubting, questioning heart to the heart of man and is trying to infiltrate our hearts with His heart. And it is so important that we have the mind and the heart of our Savior Jesus and not the mind and the heart of our enemy, the adversary, the devil. And so here in Isaiah chapter 40, you could see what the Lord does for people that are having a struggle concerning God being just and fair. And in verse 25, He says, To whom will you liken me? Or to whom shall I be equal, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes on high and see he who has created these things, who brings out their host by number, who calls them all by name, by the greatness of his might and the strength of his power. Not one is missing. He's talking about all the stars of the heaven. And why do you say then, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my just claim is passed over by my God? Have you not known? Have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary? His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no mighty increased strength. Even youth shall faint and be weary, and the young man shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength, and they shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk in our faint. Do you see how gently and graciously the Lord encourages the waning heart, the doubting heart, the wandering heart, the heart that is starting to wonder, is God just? Why am I going through this? Why hasn't this changed yet? Why am I not better? Why hasn't these answers come to my prayers? Why am I still going through this? And that questioning is almost like the dark clouds trying to set over your soul. And I want to encourage you 
Do not question God's providence with your ignorance, but live by what you know. What you know is sufficient to keep overcoming. What you know is sufficient to keep standing strong. What you know is enough not to give in to the devil's deception that God is not being fair with you. And I know that that temptation can be forceful beyond measure. If you go with me to the book of Job, for example, in Job chapter 2, verse 9 and 10. And Job's wife said to him, Do you still hold fast to your integrity? Curse God and die. But he said to her, You speak as one of the foolish women speak. Shall we indeed accept good from God, and shall we not accept adversity? And all this Job did not sin with his lips. I mean, the devil was pushing so hard because you know what she said is what the devil kept saying. The devil kept saying to God, if you take away Job's wealth, he will curse you to his face. He will curse you to your face. And God said, no, Job won't do it. No, he's blameless. And then again, when Job refused to curse God, when he lost all of his wealth, then he lost his health in the next attack of the devil. Because the devil said, yeah, eye for an eye, a tooth for tooth. In other words, a man will give anything to save his own hide, but take away his health and he will curse you. And God says, no, Job will not curse me. He's blameless. And here you could see the devil in his wife pushing him. You know, the devil is really, really cruel. He is terribly cruel. There is absolutely nothing good about him in any form or fashion. And he is mean and cruel. He is the one that's unjust and unfair and evil. Pushing that dear woman, being so broken that her ten children had died. Being so broken that all their wealth was gone and now seeing her husband completely destroyed physically. She just couldn't anymore. And she gave way to the devil's evil. Oh, friends, no matter how much the devil pushes you, you have something greater than the devil. You have Jesus. <laughs> and he overcame him. And he is the one giving you the power. Because what did Job do when he had suffered so immensely? He rose, tore his rope as a sign of mourning, of, of sorrow shaved his head as a sign of grief and fell to the ground and worshipped. He said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, naked shall I return there. The Lord give, the Lord is taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. To know this Job did not sin or charge God with any wrong. You see, this is where we hold on to justice. Where we hold on to justice. Oh, I remember when I was maybe 14 years old, I got a stomach infirmity that was so violent that it was killing me, literally killing me. And for two weeks, not eating, not drinking, because it just would run straight through me. And, and I was gaunt, and, and my mother kept saying, son, maybe we better go to the hospital. I said, no, mom, no, I don't need to go. Jesus has healed me, mom. Why, mom? Do I still have the pain? I know he's healed me. And my mom didn't know how to answer my question. And as a young man, I had received the faith that by his stripes I was healed. And yet the symptoms persisted. 
But the Lord gave me this faith by which we overcome. This is what overcomes the world, even our faith. The Bible says, resist the devil, step fast in faith. If you hold on to what you know you believe, you have enough to get through every battle that you face right now. And I kept saying, thank you, Lord Jesus, that you've healed me. And one morning I woke up and I knew the battle was won. I said to my mom, you can bring food now. And my mom said, oh, no, son, you haven't had anything. I said, mom, it's all done. It's done. And I ate and all was perfectly well. You see, it was a spiritual battle. And sometimes, yes, it is the combination of a spiritual battle and the physical battle that's raging. And we know how to overcome in any of those. It is through believing. It's through believing. I mean, let me take you to... Second Chronicles, okay, chapter 20. And here is a king called Jehoshaphat, and he is being attacked by the people of Moab, Ammon, and Mount Seir. And they came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, A great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, from Syria, and they are at Hazatamah in Enjadai. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaim a fast throughout Judah. And Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord. And from all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. And Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court. And he said, Lord God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? And do you not rule over the kingdoms of the nations? And in your hand is there not power and might so that no one is able to withstand you? Are you not our God who drove out the inhabitants of the land before your people Israel and gave it to your descendants, uh, descendants of Abraham, your friend forever? And they dwelt in it and built a sanctuary in it for your name's sake, saying, If disaster comes, or sword, or pestilence, or famine, we shall stand in this temple and in your presence and in your name, in which this temple is, and cry out to you in our affliction, and you will hear and save us, O Lord. Our God, verse 12, will you not judge? For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us. And we do not know what to do. But our eye is upon you. Wow, I love this. We do not know what to do. But our eyes are upon you. Maybe you are in that place right now. I tell you, God is not unjust. And you don't know what to do. You don't know what to do. You're at the end. You're at the end. You, you've, you've tried everything. And you're tired. And the Lord says, look to me. And you will not be ashamed. You will not be sorry. Because at that moment, the Spirit of the Lord came upon a man called Jaziel. And he said, thus says the Lord God, do not be afraid or dismayed. For the battle is not yours, but God's. And I feel a shift in the battle coming to your life right now. You've been standing firm. You've been confessing your faith. You've been standing firm. You've been confessing your faith. You've held on to the hem of his garment. You have kept believing. You've kept believing. You've kept believing. You've kept believing. And here you've come again to another crossroads that says there is no way through and the Lord is saying the tide of the battle is turning for you you will see great victory 
great health, great well-being, great healing, and you're going to live and not die. And you will see that I am the Lord who carried you through all these trials so that now you can be a witness to others who are going through trial and hold them and strengthen them and comfort them with the same love with which I've comforted you. It's your victory time today. Amen. Have a good day.